video podcast. <laughs> Who better? I'm your king of bad taste. <laughs> well, kiddies, with that, here's your hosts to put a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 163 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my man, Anthony. I'm here with my man, Grizz. And we're back to the depths of VHS hell, right? Shot on video trash things that you will probably never watch Unless you had some sort of brain damage, right? Yeah, it feels, it's been feeling good to be back uh, in this comfort zone for me of, of shot on video. Although, uh, disclaimer, this is not so much of a comfort zone this week uh, with this movie. So, so yeah. I obviously must have brain damage because I did mislabel last week's podcast number. Uh, so before we record, we cut, you have that little like pre-episode... What would you call it? Like pep, not pep talk, but like <laughs> shoot the shit. Get everybody, you know? yeah, everybody F- get on the rally. same page. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're going to play like the fucking other towns team, and you're like, all right, this is what we got to do. do this is game? how we're gonna do it. And every single fucking week, I'm like, all right, what episode is this? <laughs> and I'm looking at the thing. I'm like, oh, it's 162. Everybody's like, no, it's not. It's 163. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I mislabeled last week's episode. We had a double 161. It really, Splatter Farm should have been episode 162. And now we're here with 163. So that was an absolutely convoluted intro to this wonderful episode. <laughs> a lot of numbers. Where we will, so it's important. Yeah. It works out. Well, well, yeah. Do you think, we, do you think we missed one in the past, though? Like, do we have to like backlog now? Oh my like, god! Dude, I hope dude. not. Um, <laughs> imagine it's very rare rare for, for Lit Lambo yeah. to make a mistake like that. So he's usually very critical with these things. Some, yeah. Somebody else could go and take a look at that because I am not going to do it at this point. If we mislabeled like episode fifty-two, fuck that. It's too <laughs> late done, now. Yeah. Oh, we gotta, we gotta go back. Continuity. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly certain this was the first time that I fucked up. And maybe just, it was a sign because, you know. <laughs> if you want, you could just find the one that's the double and just put like like part two. B. Yeah, like part B. <laughs> 0.5. 0.5. <laughs> I think we have a couple 0.5s, actually. I think well, that's that? how I normally do if we have a special episode, if we have some sort of, uh, you know. There's a couple of them, I remember now. There's some smaller episodes that we did. Yeah. Yeah, you we know, we got to do it special, somehow. I think. I think that was like yeah. a mini sounds. The, the point fives. Yeah, well, a kidney stone episode might be a point five. You, you never know. Yeah. But yeah. speaking of 0.5s, well, 5s in general, this week we watched the <laughs> shot on video uh, crime drama sort of precursor to. I don't even know. It's like seven, but not without, but without seven. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I want to yeah, decapitate just... you because of that segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yuck. So, so this, <laughs> hey man, it's hard. Okay. So yeah. this week we watched the 1988 shot on video, straight to video Eight. masterpiece five, five, five. Oh, 
Did I say that wrong? No, oh, no, yeah. no. I, I'm 88. I was excited. Oh, 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 oh! oh. <laughs> it's like, man, am I, how many fucking mistakes can I fucking make? And I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a fucking nice liquid death water right now. Not even, not even yeah, altered. Chris, take this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody else, please take the take the helm. This movie, 1988, uh, shot on video. It looks a bit older than 1988 when it comes to shot on video stuff. This looks more of like a mid to early 80s movie, Blood right? Cultish. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see Blood Cult, even like Sledgehammer-ish. Yeah. You know, like super early. Now, this movie is very heavy in the uh, VHS community, right? Like, this is a movie where if you found an original copy, you're probably pretty lucky because if you tried to buy it anywhere, you're going to pay a hefty amount, right? A pretty penny for this hot pink how VHS much slip cover i know oh it's i know it, it's super because uh after we watch a movie i'm not too i've always heard the movie but i've never seen it i just know the cover from you beard like you've talked someone's yeah. ta- it's a popular cover to see but like after i watched the movie i went on youtube to kind of just like see what other people thought about the movie and there's like reviews of this movie dating back to like 2007 on like youtube like like it seems like it's been like it's always talked about how hard it is to get like a vhs copy of it yeah so that uh i believe is probably because massacre video did a re-release in 2007 right is that when those slip cases came out i think it's about that time period and and like as far as the value goes it's 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 been a tape that like it's not like all of a sudden it's super expensive because of like the influx of a market or whatever It's, it's always been kind of an expensive tape for the original understandably so though i mean this is a tape that uh slaughterhouse entertainment it's what this guy uh wally cause this dude made the movie it's his own entertainment company that he made he distributed it himself so like it's it's not like it was put out by some big company that was going to make you know mass production of this so anytime you have that kind of a scenario which we've run into a lot you know we have a lot of tapes that were just sold directly from the directors they're not they're not in like you know mass numbers therefore you know supply and demand the, the price naturally goes up i've seen this tape sell for in the hundreds like a couple hundred easily four or five hundred bucks and that's before like the crazy market value now i can't imagine what original slaughterhouse would go for yeah i mean unless you're a true collector like myself here who owns a copy of the slaughterhouse <laughs> release uh you're gonna you're gonna really pay out the ass for this now and I guess this episode will uh, tell you if it's really worth paying for. Luckily, I did not pay uh, a hefty sum for this. I traded for it, which, you know, is usually the better way to go. But at this point in time with the hobby, you're kind of screwed if you don't already have that back catalog to work with. Yeah, right? You're, you're going to pay either nowadays. way. <laughs> dude this i'm not gonna pay nightmare you know three four five hundred bucks you know what i mean to to acquire these movies when i have things that people will trade for where i i found them or i bought them for hardly anything you know I mean, it's, and, and it's and the way to that's, go even that's fucking almost like a, a dead art if you will because it, it, it and from like the experiences that i've had from you know my close friends it's it's the value that people now put on things is just astronomically beyond realistic of like what true value is 
So like the trading market's kind of dead in a way because you end up with like, you know, unequal trades that are just like so hard to even wrap your head around that it doesn't even make you want to do trades with anybody. Yeah, I mean, we come from... Uh, I'm not going to say like we're we're obviously not OGs because OGs have been around since the 80s. Yeah, we we weren't even born when some of these people started collecting, but we've been collecting year. for yeah <laughs> <laughs> we've we've been collecting for a long period of time at this point, uh, a time where you were able to buy pretty much any of these movies for a couple of dollars. Where if you saw a movie that was a hundred dollars, you were like, holy shit, no fucking way. Yeah, that was no a way huge will I deal. pay that. Yeah, yeah I, dude, I yeah. remember when the Prowler Big Box first sold for like a hundred bucks, and I was like, "There's no way I'm fucking paying that." Yeah, like get out of here. I'll wait. To, I'll wait for another one. And what happened now? Those things sell for hundreds of dollars now. Like I, I own a slipcase of the Prowler. The uh, so they have the Big Box release, and then there was a slipcase that I feel like the slipcase is actually a little bit harder to find. And I'm not talking about that first one, not the one that like has the small, um, it's got like the small framed picture almost right. on it, you know? Uh, the it's one that Paragon? has the same, ex- no, no, it's no. Uh, the the VCX one or whatever. That, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that, that also has like a small box picture. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, there's like that one, I think they did like Mardi Gras Massacre also and shit like that, you know, all sorts of releases. And then there's one that has the exact same artwork as the big box, only on a slipcase. That's the one that I know of. That's that. I like that one. That's the one I have. And I feel like I've seen less of those around. Yeah, I like that. But I mean, I would have loved to own the Prowler big box, but dude, there's no way I'm shelling out 500, 600 bucks for that shit. Now. Remember when like the wizards were like the expensive tapes? Oh my God. Like that was like the hot, oh dude. It's, it's just funny to, to, and it's like that with anything, you know, like recently I've been seeing a lot of articles on Facebook and stuff about like the, the video game market and how these dudes recently got it busted, like legitimately scamming the industry to try to like, raise prices on retro video games in order to take advantage of it through grading which is something that's happening right now in the vhs scene as well like this whole new grading community that's popped up it 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 it, it has to i don't know to me it has that same flavor of what's going on in the gaming world and it, it's just kind of weird not weird but i don't know it's just something something yeah something weird about how like collecting in general brings out this side of things When there's money to be made, people will do whatever it takes to get it. Now, Anthony is a videographer. He has tons of photo equipment, video equipment. How you doing? Anthony, do vintage lenses appreciate in value, say, like, a a lens that's from, you know, the 80s or the 90s or whatever, will it cost the same or more as when it came out? It really depends on, like, like with everything. with everything, it like brand, like style, everything. There are there are some that are like I think I told you about the that the uncut gems thing where they where their DP wanted this certain lens that was like used like it was a rare prime lens made in Italy in like the twenties and they spent a lot of money just to rent it, you know, it's or, or to borrow it. So or, or, I maybe they didn't spend the money, but it's a rare lens. It's like everything else. It just. Some of them, like I have some old uh, vintage Canon lenses that go for like 
150 each, no matter what focal length. Um, to me, mm -hmm. that's kind of cheap for an older lens, but they're good. But then if you get into the older cinema lenses, then you could like, they probably are not double the cost, but like maybe like, like the cost plus half and condition. But uh, yeah, no, it's all over the place, just like that. It could, it could, it could get more expensive than it actually costs when it first came out. That, yeah, that kind of makes sense to me too, though, because it's like you can go to like a Goodwill and you can find fucking cheap cameras all day. Yeah, you know, and I'm sure there, it's just like finding your common VHS tapes, your common records yeah. and stuff like that. It's no different than that scenario. But every once in a while, there's like a rare gem that you'll come across. Yeah, that is like a really nice lens that is worth a couple hundred bucks and stuff like that. It, it, it's yeah. it's just so cool to me how like the the art of of collecting. Uh, there's just so many similarities, and no matter what it is that you're into, vinyl, fucking cassette tapes comic books yeah there's there's a common ground with all of us hobbyists who collect things and it's well, it's usually dealing with bullshit i think yeah because well, 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 of the pa the pandemic uh what what like lenses could get very expensive even the vintage ones that like you know that used to be cheaper but like the the, the what went up in market was the eight mil eight mil um super eights cameras before the pandemic oh, no i brought i brought one that was a rare japanese company for, for like 200 bucks which I thought was like a steal because they don't really see many of them and all the specs look good and it was um it has to be tested so it was tested but now there it's double like could be tripled now like wow because more people are doing it because during the pandemic like oh like what should I do oh I should really try to learn how to shoot film and people are cleaning like even like I brought a cinema camera that was 10 years old a couple months ago before the pandemic it was 300 bucks I got it on eBay for 715 like it, oh shit! Things that's just a cinema camera from ten years ago. You know, it changes. That's crazy. That's like everything, though. You know, well, at one point everybody wants one thing, they move on to something else, and now you have to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So if you're one of those people, you want to strike when the iron's hot. You know, if you got some stuff to move, don't sleep because sometimes you'll miss the wave. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a problem that I feel like a lot of collectors have not so much well you know it happens in the vhs world it happens in guitar stuff it happens oh, everywhere Fuck, like you will you got that fear of missing out you buy something at the top of the wave and now five years later that shit is worth nothing dude it's you know it, what i mean you hit the nail on the head with <laughs> fucking guitar gear dude it's so like that with the pedal community and like especially with like the fuzz pedal scene holy fuck dude Every fuzz pedal that drops, everybody wants to fucking get it. They got to try it out. And you're going to buy it. It's going to sound your board unused for the next fucking yeah. year, you know, because yeah. you got a million other choices and shit. And it, it is. It's like, you know, that fear of missing out. I'm like, oh, well, how how much more of a silicone fuzz can I possibly be than the other fucking pedal <laughs> that I have? It's just so ridiculous. You know what cracks me up about that stuff, though, that... It's like, I, I know a lot about like guitar amps. That was always my thing. I love fucking amps. It's like, oh, you could go buy this Sun Model T clone for three grand, or you could just go buy a real one from somebody for under two. Right. Like, it makes no sense sometimes to me. Like, it's just fucking crazy. I'd oh, like you the want original, this honestly. So. Well, you, you know what the thing is? I, and work, I will maybe. say that with a... I was going to say, I'll say that with a caveat that... You know, vintage amps do require maintenance. You do have to kind of stay on top of them. But 
if you find a really solid one, you could have a fucking workhorse that you could you change the tubes once in a while and yeah, it's fucking good fuck to go. Out of it. Yeah, yeah, you get the caps replaced when you first get it and you retube it and then you you know, if you maintain it, you do the right thing with it, it'll last fucking forever. Where, you know, you could spend three grand on the clone and you're still honestly yeah or you're well you're still doing the maintenance either way but i'm saying you know it's just weird to me yeah and like with vhs tapes you know now we're starting to see people spending that kind of money on reissues people that people are spending that kind of money on second third prints of things where it used to be you know, you wanted that original fucking five five five. Say this is and the you perfect didn't example. Want, exactly. You didn't give a fuck about the reissue. Fuck that. I don't want it. You know, death to false metal type shit. Yeah. You know? And now it's like, well, the original is so out of reach that it's either you get the reissue or you got nothing. Yeah, and all these Where, fucking Heshers like Massacre come in and they make these fucking <laughs> reissues. <laughs> and now everybody's paying top dollar for those too. So. A couple hundred bucks for a reissue Even for something that DVDs, came out in the 2000s. Look, at, look for the fucking DVD of 555. You're going to pay a hundred bucks for it. Crazy. Everything is worth money now. Yeah, That's the, DVD the bottom line. The DVD market is no different. It's it's. You'd be surprised if, if you guys are some VHS collectors and you're like, oh, I got a whole fucking whole swill of dvds in my you know my closet that i'd never look at anymore yo check that shit out because you would be amazed at what some of that shit sells for anthony you probably have some shit that's worth money anthony was always buying stuff that was like special editions and all sorts of shit hell yeah yeah and anthony you were the first and only person i knew for a very long time that had that michael myers halloween snow globe fucking thing oh my god it it was it's broken it's it's i know I'm so mad. I didn't even like. I didn't notice for like years it was broken. But like, yeah, like I think uh, Michael's legs are attached and his body is floating around the thing. That was for that, that was for, that was for the, the Halloween 20, 20th anniversary one, which was uh, that's fucking that's yeah. cool. Yeah, and then right after H two O came out the next year, and I remember they did like another special release right after it, after the twentieth anniversary. Oh no, I think they just did a dual like a, it's it's not rare but like i remember going into suncoast and they had like oh get halloween h2o with with um halloween and everyone thought it was a new edition and then when you open it up it's just h2o with the 20th edition 20th anniversary edition in it so it was just this, i guess oh. like leftovers and they just <laughs> bro they that's what they're in selling there. for right now on ebay confirmed sold listings for the 20th anniversary snow globe Fucking 175. 283 is the top sold price for a mint condition one. Fucking oh, DVDs are nuts, bro. Yeah. Damn. I gotta start going through mine because I I know everybody hates Amazon, but I was an early adopter of buying used through Amazon. Yeah, I still do. I would Yeah, I I mean I would get paid on like say Friday and sit there on my lunch break. And just be like, oh, like I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this. All the two dollars, fucking. That's what the price is. The shipping, the shipping costs more than the actual DVD. So you would go through the store and try Mm -hmm. to find multiple things from the same guy, so you didn't pay three, four bucks per fucking DVD to ship it. That's how I like. You know, I got the zombie DVD, that first one that they put out, Dead Alive, all that stuff, Reanimator, oh, yeah. all that shit just through buying it used from Amazon. And I used to buy ran it was 
I used to buy random shit that like you would see the picture or whatever, or read the description. And you'd be like, this looks pretty cool. I guess I'll fucking just pick this up. Now it's like everything Highly is nine, ten, eleven dollars <laughs> yeah. for a piece of shit. Or if it's a movie that everybody knows, it's like twenty bucks at least, thirty bucks at least, a hundred bucks, depending what it is. It's and a special I edition guess, of like any of the you know the the big eighties fucking blockbusters. That shit right now, nostalgia wise, selling top dollar. Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. You got the box sets of any of that bullshit. It's fucking going. I, I guarantee you, it's going for money. Anthony, how many times did we used to just go to Best Buy and you would see a new like Friday the Thirteenth box set? Or something the, like that. Like it was like you never even thought of buying it because you saw them all the time and you had a million yeah. copies already. I don't what know. A mistake. And, then, and and it, it <laughs> yeah, has right. to do with like some of the, the and the scams are sometimes shit. Like sometimes like those like oh. rare, people are like <laughs> oh, oh I got you they get like oh I got like the Batman box set where you get it at Target. It's like one flimsy DVD case with like three or four like two discs and it's four movies. Those scans are awful. It's like. It's it's you're like wasting money and it's like it's, uh, for a while just like I'll, a DVD that they ripped it from or a VHS they ripped it from yeah hundred percent and it's that like, was a big thing yeah. for a long time yep. where you had the VHS fucking rip on the DVD and they would just try to stretch it out or whatever got, it would look absolutely I got horrible on a DVDs like that dude because <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot of the first ones I bought legit were that because I just, I wasn't buying blockbuster shit on dvd i was trying to find the weird you know super rare stuff on dvd they, they weren't gonna fucking you know hd that shit and, and do a proper scan wasn't a thing yeah, yeah. they're just fucking all right here's a tape let's put it on dvd put it on the computer let's fucking do it you you know when those like anthony you said like the you get the four movies or whatever like on the same thing or whatever you know when that really started to actually get pretty good when blu-ray came all yeah. of a sudden now you started getting some decent things like the Friday the 13th ones where you'd get like one and two, three and four, you yeah. know, five and six. Those actually look pretty fucking I, those good. Those are all on the those Friday Blu-rays. the 13th that I have. Are those, are those red double ones and stuff like that. They they, they look great, dude. I, really I would get the bo- I would get that Blu-ray box set now. That thing is sick. What the saw it in person? The big one? I saw it that in person. huge one that they just did? Yeah, oh, man, that thing looks in a good. store you saw it or somebody owned it. No, when I that um, I, I did a video for a band that recorded with one of the guys who's in that band. They, I think he not anymore. He was in Misery Signals, and I think he has like his studios known for having a bunch of like cool horror movie memorabilia, movie memorabilia, and he's got like a really nice um, rows of uh, like uh, Blu-rays. And right on top, I saw it in person. He had it like on display. Like like how it, it opens, it's massive. It's it's like it's it's like a, it's pretty. It's like what like two feet, one foot, like one at least one foot. No, it's really, dude. Wow. It's like a, it's like one foot. I think maybe just. Under I should have like, bought that. What what a mistake! What expensive. a mistake I made. <laughs> and sometimes some yeah, of those some of those old Criterion's are worth a lot of money because they're out of print and people want those like first like those like really nice edited scans that they're known for. So people spend. I don't know. There's one box set that came out in 2009. They don't print anymore. It's five hundred dollars for holy for the, shit. Three films in like one box. Dude, even set. their scanners one is selling there is selling now for like 80, 90 bucks on eBay. And that was like a thirty-four dollar, you know, forty dollar release. The original originally. DVD, the original yeah. Criterion. Yeah, the original yeah, ones like, go for a lot of money before the reprints damn. and everything. Yeah, 
if only we knew, right? Yeah. If only we knew. But then again, 30, 40 bucks a couple years ago, we would have been like, oh, get the fuck out of here yeah, with that. You know what I mean? Like that was, yeah, that was a, that was kind of, uh, you know, like a significant amount of money for us. Yeah. But, I, I do you know, the criterion. We, we could have been rich. I do the criterion Barnes and Nobles one because they're, they're half off. All, all everything in their catalog. Yeah, the, so the, the sales, three times right? a year, three times no, two times a year. That's where I get them. Just and then some of them go up in value, some of them go down. <laughs> you you said they just had one, right? Not that long ago. Yeah, from yeah, July to August first. Yeah, and oh, Amazon always has them pretty cheap too. But you want to some of them. Some of them are the Parasite one. If you get a certain like that one's probably gonna be worth some money. It's like that the crazy art on it's insane. Damn, I, I, I'm kind of mad that I missed that sale because, like we said the on the episode, I need that Shogun Assassin one still. Yeah, oh, that, that one's fucking so sick. Good. But I, I guess, you know, we'll wait for the next one. Maybe around Christmas time? Do they do it around then? or no? Yeah, around Christmas. Like November, I think, is the next one. They like do Black Flash Friday sales. or whatever? Yeah, they do, they do random Flash sales. You have like five times a year to try to catch it. I'm going to have to try to get that. I need yeah. that. Anthony, you think they're ever going to do 555? <laughs> Maybe. I've seen some other ones on there that <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> okay. So 555, um, like we said, shot on video, straight to video, Wally Kaz coming out with this Slaughterhouse uh, Slaughterhouse release, which they have a great um, title card for Slaughterhouse. It does that look was, really cool. That was pretty cool, man. That was pretty I, gnarly. Um, this is like the peak of trying to get people to rent your video or buy your video straight from just seeing the cover right and i feel like this is effective as hell this cover it's a hot pink slip case it's got a guy getting his head cut off on the front and you see his head uh basically severed from his torso pretty graphic for the cover of a movie right brilliant choices yeah. the color is eye-catching so when you're walking down an aisle of a video store you're gonna see that hot pink then you see this gnarly fucking you know looks like a street background with like graffiti and stuff so any kind of like punk kid is gonna be like oh this looks like it's a fucking street horror movie it's got the cool gnarly decapitation if i saw this i'm reading it all day so so guys i need you to do me a favor since you're you're like you are at your computer do you think the people that designed the cover of the three ninjas got the color scheme from this K- co- cover? Oh, they, oh they, they were actually like DPs on this movie, I hear. <laughs> look, look at the three ninjas cover, man. It is literally, they're like, oh, let me just lift this color scheme and uh, probably sell. It's insane. And look at the color Wait. schemes. I really, that was the first right thing now. I Hold saw. On. Bring it up. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> they were it's like, like oh, the shirt like Sherbert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The Sherbert color but, but dude, ha- see so you you said you thought of three ninjas. How many fucking movies have a hot pink slipcase? Not a lot. Not a lot. That's right? Why. It is it's effective. It's yeah. really effective. And especially, you know, in the eighties, everything was black. Oh, right yeah. or white. Or it was like the, you know, regular artwork and alluding to certain things. I mean, the Prowler is one that, you know, the Japanese release, you have the guy get stabbed through the fucking head. But a lot of the you American really didn't see. Is a little, it's, I mean, it's great. There's some cool cover art that's out there, but not a lot of it's going to show you like, oh, here's like a decapitated head being held up. 
with the fucking you know blood dripping and shit like that's a selling point and it's the yeah, only and fucking in, redeeming scene in this goddamn movie and in the 555 you got a girl with a knife in her fucking chest she's like naked laying there <laughs> it's fucked up man what a what a fucking cover to a movie the, the that definitely design, doesn't yeah the box design is by far the best part about this movie <laughs> i think in my I opinion I don't know, man. I don't know. I I enjoy this movie. I do like it. The gore scenes are cool. The fucking the kills are. Oh, you making faces? I'm, Come oh, on, man. I'm making we faces. Yeah, yeah, Grizz, Grizz. <laughs> I, I I know how you feel because I kind of feel the same way about the movie too. But however, comma, how good is that decapitation scene? Like for it's for shot amazing. On, it, yeah, it, for, it, for, it, for for it, for. It, for We'll get sure. into it. Let, we'll talk about I'm it when we saying, get into the movie. I'm just saying, because I feel your pain, but that 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 whole... I was back in. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what, um, what's, what I think is, is pretty awesome about this film, uh, what, and what it's, like, redeeming quality and, like, the love that I have for it, it is Wally Kaz, the whole story of him being, like, I've never made a fucking movie in my life. And the shit that I see these motherfuckers making are straight trash. And I think I could do a better job. So he got his homies together with the help of his family. And they made a movie. They made a fucking production company. They did the artwork. I mean, this is a, this is like a homegrown horror movie all the way around. And for that, like, I have so much respect for what went, went into actually getting this done. I think that is uh, my hats off to, to Wally Cos. That's cool as fuck. I wish my name was Wally Cos. Oh, dude. It's a porn star name. (laughs) It's such a porn star. (laughs) I love it. I feel like a lot of people also will recognize this movie because it was played at VHS Fest. Correct. Right? VHS Fest 2, I believe. I think how many, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to ask this. There's been a bunch of them. It was played at yeah. the drive-in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was played at the drive-in. And it was something else to see it on the big screen. A lot of people were shocked when uh, you know they came across this one. Now, I feel like this is a movie where people recognize the tape more than they actually recognize the movie, right? Like more 100%. people know about this release than they actually do know about the film. Some people may be disappointed once they acquire this for a thousand dollars and. Uh, <laughs> You know, wow. have to All have right. to sit through it. <laughs> uh, you know what? Let's. There is no trailer to this. Let's. I'll play something, maybe some music or some shit. I don't know, and we'll get into the movie.
555. Now, before we get into this movie, can any of you, I know the answer to this, can either of you tell me why this movie is called 555? I can tell you. You know, Grizz? I do know. All right, lay it on me. The reason why it is called 555 is because every five years, for five nights in a row, five people are killed. And it's a tradition (laughs) that this killer has carried out. That uh, is an interesting thing. It's, it's funny because they actually say like, oh, like unit 555, like come in. You know what I mean? Like they, they actually reference that in it. the movie. Yeah. 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 It, it's fucking weird. I love it. Is it is it five people or is it the fifth day of the fifth month every five years? I thought it was five people, but you could be more accurate than me. Or five days on the fifth month every five years something like that because he definitely kills more than five people in this movie uh that that's true there's like couples that die and i was thinking about that after the fact too uh maybe like five pizzas five days (laughs) yeah i I (laughs) actually me doing it yeah i thought the movie was actually called 15. The yeah, so I was like, why is this movie called fucking 125? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. sorry, guys. That was oh a good old man God. joke. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty cool name for a movie, right? Yeah. And I think that's true, too. I think it's an interesting name. It's it's catching. Like, you don't even know what the fuck it means. So, like, that alone is going to make you wonder what this movie with the decapitated head is going to be about. Okay, it's five couples killed over the course of five nights, five yeah. years apart. So that was close. Yeah, yeah, five, five, five. Five couples. If you're, so. if you're five, 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 then I'm six, 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 six right? Baby. What's it like to be a heretic? <laughs> <laughs> Come with me, like, one of these, that's like the last good Slipknot album. Let's be real. That's the last, that's the last one. Iowa? Yeah, Iowa. The first two fucking rule. They are great. You know what I liked? You know what I liked about that Iowa album? The, um... The fact that the cover was like metallic. Yeah, like lenticular yeah. almost. Not like lenticular, I, but it was metallic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It had the that goat. weird like oily to it, like that oily sheen to it. I don't know. If and I'm remembering correctly. It did. It did. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And like it had like a, like a fucking goat head on it and shit, like a goat face. And dude, that album was so aggressive. It's that, good. that was like so good, man. That the, the, goddamn. Those first two records were really good. And then I think they had like. I weirdly, I think they had an EP that Equal Vision put out, like in like '98 or something, or like '97. Like that, really? Just, they sound like they sound like that record just is brew. Like it's just it, it. You couldn't like you know. It's like every band that sounds like that. But like, but then like the jump <laughs> from that record to the to the the debut and the the follow up were it was huge jump. And like even like a couple songs off that like. The du- what dualities on like are decent, and then then they, then I, then then I don't care. <laughs> that very first album you're talking about, that like uh, that like small demo album, or whatever, is so different. It's such a yeah. strange album. Yeah, yeah. I don't even think what Corey the Taylor is the-, the singer on it. Honestly, he's not. I don't think so really? either. Yeah, yeah. it was Equal Vision release though. Like Equal Vision put it out, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> I'm 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 looking right now. It's like a green that, cover. That's all I can remember. Yeah, it's green and it says Slipknot on the bottom. Let's see. But people Slipknot, don't realize that that Corey Taylor wasn't the original singer no, of the band. They had like a whole different yeah. sound and everything going on. Oh, I remember this. Mate, fi- uh, mate feed kill repeat. Yep, that's it. 
I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Like middle school Mike was like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah anyone that doesn't admit that the next the next record was better is a liar. <laughs> oh, dude. The, oh, the, dude. the first album that like hit big with like Wait and Bleed on it. Dude, Wait and yeah, Bleed was yeah. a fucking anthem. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Shit was everywhere. I'll admit, I love that shit, man. That first so Slipknot album is awesome. The there's second, a, there's a lot good. of good songs on the second one, but but as Anthony would say, comma, However, comma. I will forever be a Static X guy. Oh, really? Wisconsin Death Trip. That's it for oh, you. I hated them, dude. Oh my god, I Nothing. loved fucking Wisconsin Death Trip, dude. Oh, I love that man. one, uh, dude. I love Machine. Those albums were fucking sick. I saw them live for those for those tours, and it was awesome. You and the like Vanderbilt. Live, that shit was sick. Yep, uh, that Van- was that was from the Machine tour. <laughs> I think that the band f- f- 40 Below Summer played that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the question yeah. that is like, did Slipknot was like Slipknot the first and then you found Static X because you got into Slipknot? Was that the progression? Uh, I actually, so, okay. My cousin was in a very well-known New York hardcore band. Uh-oh. So I was introduced to heavy music when I was legitimately in elementary school. He would send me like fucking shirts and all sorts of shit. Yeah. So like I was indoctrinated young. I had hate breed albums before I should have hate breed albums before they were on MTV and all that stuff. And where I learned about Slipknot from was my buddy who I was on the bus with going to school who we used to trade CDs and like make mixes and all sorts of stuff for each other. He was like, Hey man, I think you would like this. And it was the first Slipknot album. And I was like, Holy shit, this is pretty good. And this is right when like that new metal, that era of new metal. Yeah. just started hitting. So that's where I learned about Slipknot from and static X. I think I learned from him also. I think he gave me the CD and was like, dude, I think you would like this. He had, I don't know where the fuck he was finding this stuff, but it was, you know, that's how you were finding things. Um, Slipknot was also on Ozfest at that time. And that was another way that I was like exposed to it because, you know, Ozfest was a big deal when we were that age. I mean, I know the older people are going to be like, oh, fucking, that was stupid fucking Mark shit or whatever. Bro, I bought that fucking first Slipknot VHS tape that they put out with like the fucking live concert footage and shit like that. And I watched it until that fucking tape wore out, dude. That was the (laughs) shit. And like from there, I got into bands like Soulfly and stuff. Dude, like that really just like sent me down such a cool path. Uh, of really heavy music that I'm so appreciative of. I hate Slipknot now. I couldn't listen to a fucking a goddamn song they put out in the last probably 10 fucking 15 years. But, man, 13-year-old me, that was fucking it, dude. Goddamn. Ma- what, was it you Maggot know what- Crew? Maggot? Ma- oh, what is it? 100% back then. Maggot Corpse? What is it? What's it called? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Maggot that was corpse? it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I had the M shirt. I had that shirt with the M on over the chest. Anthony had the fucking jumpsuit. I know he had Dude, that jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> I just Anthony had the jumpsuit when I was a kid. <laughs> Anthony had the jumpsuit and the God Smack like work shirt. <laughs> you know it's funny. Yeah, I, it's like, I never got into. I never got into any more of those bands. I just think. I think like. I just think Slipknot was like had like some parts that were like it was like a mix of like 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 some death metal parts with like that raspy new metal singing and screaming. And it was like, Oh, this works. 
really well. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, for for like an 11 year old or like a 10 year old, 12 year old, whatever you were like, this was pre, you know, complete inundation of YouTube, yeah. oh, Apple yeah. Music, Spotify. Were you mushroom like, heads? You kind of had a... <laughs> No, that was, was not something I was at the fuck mushroom head. I was Slipknot diehard at that time. Team, team Slipknot, Team Slipknot. My, but they were first. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, boys. Hey, man, I, I'm, I'm going to just say that I saw Slipknot not that long ago, like within the last five years, maybe. Yeah, me too. And it was a good time. They were good. They, they were still good. Yeah. What I can I super, say? I wish more than anything I could get tickets to go see this Mudvayne review, uh, reunion. I fucking love Mudvayne. I think that's probably one of the legitimate best Dude. metal bands ever. And they're coming back and doing a tour. I would, Dude, I'd pay big money for tickets for that shit. Maybe we could all meet up and go see Mudvayne somewhere. That'd be dope, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we'll paint our faces and best shit. Best bass players and fucking heavy music of all time. One time, one time, I went to a Mudvayne concert at Hammerstein Ballroom, and then after, I, we drew all over um, our friend Anthony Soprano Jr.'s face. <laughs> <laughs> As if he wasn't Mudvayne. <laughs> no, there, there's an episode of Sopranos where he where he goes sees Mudvayne and they go to a hard hotel party. That was a lot of people don't watch Sopranos. Okay. <laughs> that was a thing in the episode. I said, Mom, I want to go see Mudvayne. Come on, please. That's in the Sopranos. That's that's in Is it really? Yeah, he wants to go see Mudvayne and his friends. He wants to stay over. And the city she says, You can't. You have to stay with your sister. And then he lies to his mom and stays the whole time with her friends and they get drunk. And I think he gets like super glued to the floor with shit all over his face like they wrote. No, he gets bung, bung, drunk. That's uh, but, <laughs> but hearing I think Carmela Carmela Soprano was like I was Mudvayne. It was it's just like it's they were a part of that episode. It's, it's a, it was a sign of the times yes. the Zetgeist. Hey. So 555 like we keep saying it's not a straight horror film. I could see how it was trying to be. Right? It has a serial killer in it, has graphic violence in it, it has gore, it has a ton of crazy shit. But for some reason, this movie does not feel like a slasher film. Am I right? Not at all, dude. This feels like a, a goddamn soap opera, honestly. It does. It, it like does a, look it like, like a soap opera. It feels like a bad cop soap opera from like the late 80s with a little bit of like horror splashed into it for spice. What do you mean now, you saw somebody at the crime scene and you're just telling us now? <laughs> oh, come on, let me know. <laughs> Dude, they were trying so hard to force that guy to be the red herring, like oh, the, yeah. the ex-army guy. <laughs> and you could tell that it was so heavy-handed that something had to be up. But I think the reasoning why this doesn't feel as horror-ish as it should, there's only the cops perspective here you don't get to know anybody uh, else true. you know what i mean that's being pursued stalked or whatever or in danger you just get the kill sequences where you just see the people for a couple minutes and usually they're banging or they're just like throwaway lines but you don't have anybody but like authority figures that are really not in any sort of danger you know what I mean? And I think that's why this movie doesn't feel like a horror movie. Yeah, it, that's why it feels like a, like a like a copumentary. It feels like just like a fucking... <laughs> is that a word? I don't know. It is I don't not. know. I like that, though. Thanks, dude. 
Fucking, <laughs> it's just, it's just like this, like you know, crime noir in a way that's just like has some boobs and then it's got some cool decapitation stuff and some knife play that I like. But other than that, it just doesn't. Dude, this this movie's fucking boring, bro. Like, like in reality though, like if it, can you imagine spending a lot of money on this and you get home, you're like, dude, this is it. I got the five five five, bro. I have so much anticipation about this movie. I got my popcorn. I'm gonna smoke a bong, and then you put this shit on, and then you get so fucking bored out of your mind that you are probably sleeping. Because mind you, this is a fucking minute or 120 minutes long of babble of like the most stupid fucking cop babble that gives you no story that makes any fucking sense whatsoever. Dude, this is such trash. Like, you can sit here and tell me that you fucking like this movie, Mike? I refuse <laughs> to fucking believe that. <laughs> okay. Wow, oh, someone so, tell us how you really feel, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I really do like this movie, now you say it's like a cop noir or whatever, the copumentary, and it's boring, this and that. Dude, to me, the cop conversations and the shit that they say back and forth is just fucking hilarious. Like he's like she's like oh you pig and the cops like oh well you're a fucking cunt you know what I mean like I think she calls him like an Irish bastard at one point and so like it's yeah. the fucking dialogue literally sounds like I'm I'm listening to you have a conversation I, with somebody I, I will give you that I, I will one hundred percent give you that even to the point and, where like he's talking about like what he's having for dinner with his wife and shit. And the other cop is like, there's a fucking murderer out here and you're worried about a barbecue? I was like, yeah. Yeah, like, dude, that's, that, that's true. That I line, like that. I, I popped for that line. I, I popped I like for that, that line. It that was line. fucking funny to me. And to me, that mixed with the ridiculousness of the killer being dressed as a fucking hippie. Ugh, and God. I mean, a fake beard, fake hair, like flower shirt and all that shit. Paisley. It's so fucking ridiculous. That it's just so entertaining to me because when people aren't getting slaughtered, you have this crazy dialogue. You have these crazy plot points where, like, this woman's a reporter for this newspaper or whatever. Oh, sexy suit. And she's. Don't even get me started yeah, on her. But, but she looks like somebody's <laughs> mom that line. works at the fucking hotel. She totally you know, does. like. She's the housemaid. She She's the one that says. Um, that line, right? That, like, calls him, like, which one? Like about like I haven't I have sex because I'm hot or I forget what and I'm I oh, yeah, oh, yeah 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 like no <laughs> nobody like, I'm like, like nobody I, would would throw me away yeah, or some I, shit like that I like, was like I was like 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 you know I had it on as I was like doing some color like coloring a wedding and I would occasionally look over and I remember like I was listening to the dialogue and I just like turned and like my head like. Like a dog looking at something. Like I was like, like <laughs> it's like a yeah, soap well, opera like, with a cadence of like Casablanca. Like it's like <laughs> it, it's like well, a noir because it's awful acting. <laughs> well, dude, the cop says like, oh, she's got the morals of an alley cat, which makes her a great lay. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, like, oh my god! Dude, no part of this movie felt more like a bad soap opera than when she shows up at the fucking colonel's house. And oh that, my god! That, even the music that kicks in is like very porno-y <laughs> right? And like her boobies are hanging out and shit, and they're having boobies. this like moment. And then she gets all sassy with them and stuff. It feels like such a 
bad soap opera. And in, and in a way, you know what? It did entertain me. I'm not going to back, you know, and backtrack like I always do and, and say that Mike's going to convince me otherwise. This is a horrible movie. But dialogue and, and the shit is definitely entertaining. Dude, the colonel, I invited you into my house. Now I'm going to invite you to leave. <laughs> like all these, all these fucking lines are hilarious. And you this know, you were saying the music is like, is like porno-y. Dude, the soundtrack is great for this movie. No. The soundtrack is absolutely no. fucking awesome. I'm not going to let you get away with that, dude. The soundtrack to this is the only good part about it is that porno-y music. Like, the synth stuff is so bad. It's like a two-key melody that's like... I love it. And, and the synth is like so poor quality. Like, it's just like they recorded it, it on like... It's like a Casio keyboard what? that they recorded on like their fucking cassette deck like machine that they fucking held over top of it. Dude, it's, you could it tell. sounds like every band that EK listens to. Come on, That's what are you true. doing? I thought it was did, um, EK that did it, honestly. Did you notice in that decapitation scene when the blood shoots out, the piano's match matching the... Uh, the p blood pump, it matches the Is blood. It really? Yeah, like, like the lead one's going. That's artistic. As a, and it's getting pumped, <laughs> and it's like, oh, they wanted that scene, and the, the, he was like, oh, what if I just keep on hitting it when the notes, the, when the blood comes out of the neck? Oh At least they tried. <laughs> Dude, it was no, like a joke. Thing, it was dude, so like funny. I said before, like the, how this movie was made, and like. <laughs> the whole dude uh, they did it with fucking probably no money and shit like i give them so much credit for for having like you know voiceover parts for having the gore that they have for having any music at all like they they did a great job for a shot on video movie in the late 80s considering they never had ambition to do it and they just were like yeah let's fucking do this that's cool as fuck well let's let's talk about the decapitation scene because it, it is the cover of the movie and it's legitimately a fucking awesome effect. The fucking head sculpt of this guy is great. How the fuck did they pull that one off? Dude, we've seen it's, way it's higher that, budgeted movies editing. that don't look as good. It was a good edit. I, I watched it like three or four times. Actually, I think I have it queued up. Huh. I feel like Madden. Okay, come on here. So you can see now. Circle in yellow so I can see what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta find it. Well, well, it, well dude, just look at the cover of the thing. That's the fucking nope, scene. I know, but what I'm saying is basically, I the think chop, what they did was is, like it is edited together well. It, it, oh, he, you're talking about the chop itself. Like it was like it was one sh like the, I thought the hand chop was so they did the hand chop, the blood comes out, and then like. They go to another tight where he's like he's like yelling, and then they go right when his mouth opens, like the distance of his mouth is about to open. They cut to the the molds, and the molds mouth is open. And as soon as it does that cut, that's when they like do the slash. And I think the slash was just them holding the head over the neck, not fully. So when the knife came, someone pulled the hair up, and you never see the full face until the next shot. You just see the mouth kind of opened. And then that's when the blood comes. So it was a good edit. It was mid-mouth open shot. And then in the next frame, it looks natural. It looks, it was a really good edit. Do you think that by like doing it in that way where it's like a mid-mouth, like it's like a mid-scream almost, but like there's an action going on, it makes it 
less noticeable that it's like cutting to a dummy head. Yeah, so, you know what I mean. Good. I was just thinking that too, because like you said, like it's a really good sculpt, and I'm looking at it, and I think that if the uh, the actor's face wasn't making such an extreme, uh, you know, exaggerated, you know, kind of like uh, expression. It would probably not read as well because it's it's much easier to tell somebody when they're resting face as it is to somebody with a distorted face because they're screaming in in pain. So I think that the sculpt does look really well because of the expression on the face. I think that plays a lot into it. Yeah, dude, it's so good. Even the torso looks good. It looks real. <laughs> the stump looks great. Yeah, I mean, there's tons hole, of a- which I was a little disappointed in. It, it needed a good stump inside of the stump but the initial stump was good you need a good good old stump <laughs> well there's another scene where the, the killer stabs the girl in the chest and starts ripping her body with the fucking with the knife and like obviously i guess her head is through the bed like the old fucking friday the 13th kevin bacon type trick yeah but to me, like that scene was really good too. And the way that the knife kind of like, you could see it ripping the latex a little bit. It looks like skin almost. You know what yeah. I mean? How your skin would stretch Dude. and not exactly just rip immediately. Looks pretty good. This knife. <laughs> Why? The question mark, the Riddler knife. Why <laughs> this? I think that that plays a lot into my distaste is the choice of weapon. It's like a goddamn goofy straw. Like for a knife, dude, it's horrible. Like I can't, you can't take somebody seriously when they're coming with you. Uh, like when they're coming at you with one of these things. Like I think if you give this killer a much more appropriate weapon for like a hippie than like this weird snake knife thing, like I just I hated that aspect of it. I mean, it's not like it was a sacrificial blade of any sort, like blood cult or something like that. With that, they weren't even using a fucking sacrificial blade. Yeah, like they didn't, there's but no backstory I know, I know with the knife. Like they're saying, like if you're gonna have a goofy fucking knife, make it a sacrificial ancient fucking blade or some shit. That's like it's supposed to be goofy because it's old or some dumbass shit. I don't know. It's just it's weird for no reason. I just think that the kills were great in this. I love knife kills. I think knife kills are super visceral, especially when they're done well. I mean, sometimes in this movie, you see like the blood squirting from the knife instead of the wound. Yeah. But, you know, I can can overlook that. The throat cut for sure. Yep. Right. Where she actually like flinches because it like squirts her in the face. She definitely did. (laughs) But I can overlook that because of the way it's shot, the coloring of it. That's one thing that I have to say about VHS tapes is that because of the lower quality, the low, you know, color quality and everything, you really can hide a lot of the small things that would be picked up immediately on a Blu-ray or even a better DVD release. I think that the VHS actually works very well for this movie, just like Polonia Brothers movies, where like those are meant to be seen on tape. Because if you see them in a higher quality, a higher resolution, you start picking up on a little too much where it kind of takes you out of it. You know, a lot of the murder scenes in particular, like they're very dark and it plays to their advantage. I think the the vibe that the the darkness gives to it, for one, helps in the atmosphere and two, it it hides a lot of the uh, the unnatural things about the gore that you see. For one being, I think the color of the blood is a little goofy sometimes. Um, and, and I think a lot of the knife play is as is, is cool as some of it looks. A lot of it looks pretty goofy, too. 
I think a lot of it is just kind of like, uh, I think because of the fact that you see a lot of the blood coming from the knife in a lot of scenes, it takes me out of it. I don't like that aspect of gore. I think if you're, especially because they, they have the ability to show me something like the decapitation. Like if you have the wherewithal to create something that brilliant, like I feel like the the rest of it needs to stand up. Like, like the the knife in the next scene, that's a great example of something that that's done really well that I think that holds up great, but the rest of it, all like the girl kills are just fucking boring, dude. Yeah. I could I could I well, I don't think all of them are. I think a great deal of them are actually pretty I would say 3 quarters of them are actually pretty good. You see like the the knife actually, you know, Cutting, slashing, all sorts of shit. Only I'll a couple of them do you really kind of. I'll give you half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm taking. I'm taking the home field advantage here. <laughs> but you're right. The guy getting the fucking was was that was like a machete of yeah, some like sort. That, like, yeah, yeah. Like he walks out of the room. He well, he goes to see what's going on, and he walks out of the other room, and he's got this big ass fucking knife in him. I always loved that scene. And he's got like a Chicago Blackhawks or something poster in the background that always yeah. cracks me up because it's like a poster I would have had when I was a kid. And it always cracks me up every time I see it. But, you know, there's a lot of super fucking graphic scenes like that in this movie. You got to admit that. Like, it's not, you know, one of those things where everything's a cutaway, where everything's left to the imagination. Like, they really do kind of put it on display in this one. What I think would... Uh, would help me with this movie because there is an aspect of the cop stuff that I really like whenever the cops were having their, their conversations at a crime scene that shit looked so good and it kept my attention more than when we had these fucking cops just sitting in this blank ass office all the crime scenes like the van crime scene the next day after the murders where the cops are like pulling the body out of the fucking van and stuff it looks so real. It looks it looks legitimately like a crime scene. Yeah, it does. And because it's shot on video, it feels even realer than a fucking movie would. So Grimey, I think, baby. I think they should have like really played up and like if you're gonna have these bullshit cop conversations, at least have them in this like gruesome atmosphere that you're creating already. Now, I agree with that. I think a lot of the um I guess aftermath scenes or whatever do look fucking gruesome like the blood the blood on the bed and all sorts of shit like it really does add to the movie and i feel like that's why i don't find this movie very boring because not only are you entertained by the cop dialogue which is ridiculous you get the actual kill scenes which are ridiculous and then you always get like the after you know, the day after, the morning after, whatever. And that shit's ridiculous, too. And it's just kind of this cycle that goes along the movie. You know, cops talking. Somebody, well, somebody gets killed. They find the body. Cops talking. It's ridiculous. Somebody gets killed. They find the body. Cops talking. It's ridiculous. Like, it goes through that fucking thing throughout the whole movie. Pushing the red herring where it's so fucking obvious that it's not this guy because it's just that fucking ridiculous that like they would give it up so soon. And you know what? We normally talk about the endings of these movies. We're not going to spoil this one. I'm going to make you gonna fucking say, hunt do we down leave it as a cliffhanger. This, I'm going to make you fucking hunt down this $1000 VHS yeah. tape or are whatever. We trying the fuck to, are it we is trying now. to lose fans? 
<laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna we're Please gonna make people we're gonna make people pay us to see the end of this movie oh, God. <laughs> but i really feel like that's why i'm able to watch this movie and be entertained that's why i feel like it's not boring where it's not just like a sludge to get through because i feel like there's you could find value in all the pieces of this movie and when it's put together as like one whole it's overall more entertaining than a lot of the shit that we've watched in the past. That's a good point. Uh, no, not for me. <laughs> not for I, me. I, I just gonna I, hate. I, I, I dude, I, I really do. I understand a lot of what you're saying, and and you you are right on some things. I just feel like uh, the ridiculous parts in the dialogue were were few and far between for me. That it just man those those. Those long stretches of of just just dialogue that were boring just kind of ruined this movie for me. There's amazing elements of it. I think that the 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 lore of the movie, the the box art, the story of how it got made, I think all of that stuff is really awesome and what makes this movie cool to me. I think the actual film is just fucking lackluster, man. Anthony, what do you what do you think, man? Because we're we're one to one right now. <laughs> if it, it, it's like not my favorite, like I feel like this is like an opposite day. Like usually, like Beard's very uh, over. Like I love this movie so much. This is great. And Grizz is like the opposite today, where he's like, I hate this so much. He's like, you <laughs> like it's opposite energy. But I just find it to be like very middle of the roll road for me. Like I thought the effects were good i thought the acting was funny uh not sure it was meant to be funny uh very middle of the road for me very i'm right down the middle this might be a draw episode we might need we want to call jerry (laughs) (laughs) jerry would never watch this movie the hog would never get on this one so basically so basically anthony you're right this is a draw man that you have to go out and watch this movie. That's it. And fuck it. Decide don't, for yourself. Don't don't put that punishment on me, man. Yeah. This is on you. You are making people go watch this if they didn't see it. Well, well, you know what? I feel like after a hundred and sixty fucking two or sixty three episodes, yeah. however you want to do it, you know our personalities. You know what we love. I think if you you know like a lot of the things that I recommend that I love, you'll enjoy this movie. If you lean more towards Grizz's taste and things, you'll probably not like this movie. <laughs> and Anthony, I feel like is our our midpoint. You know, our our what do they call that? The our con- well, like our control group. <laughs> and if he's right in the middle, you know, you're kind of fucked. You got to watch the movie now. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Well, get put it on a. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe go see it if you if you if it's raining on a Sunday, put it on. And then go outside in the rain. I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's the problem that it's very hard to track this one down. Oh, Um, I mean, I mean, I've been, I watched it online, but yeah, of course. Don't, well, I'm going to have to cut that out. We're going to get sued by Master Video. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Okay, cut that out. Um, You know, if you could find, if one of your friends owns it or whatever, like go watch it with them. I bet you would have a way better time. If you're like on the fence watching it with a group or at least another person. That's or it, it man. Over. I think I think that if like if I was with <laughs> yeah. you and we were having some some drinks or some shit and we were hanging out watching this, we would have a blast. I think that's what this kind of movie is made for. 
for me sitting here watching it again for the umpteenth time that I've seen it and fucking having to sit through it again. I'm just like, God damn it. Five, five, five again. So <laughs> I, I think that it does have a lot to do with the atmosphere. And a drive in, this is fucking great. Yeah. Well, so you know what? Track it down, spend the money. You know what? Make me an offer on my copy. Maybe if yeah. it's that good, I'll that fucking sell refuse. it to you. Trade them some yeah, bad yeah. magic. No, you're gonna have to bring more than that shit. <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> you're gonna need more than fucking bad magic for me to give up this tape. Uh, yeah, try to track it down. However, however you can watch it. Let us know what you think. I'm really curious to know what you guys, you know, what what everybody else's take yeah, on this movie DM is. DM us and tell us who's right because it's not gonna end. It's gonna be a yeah. battle between us forever now. Yeah, for five years, five, five days months. a year, <laughs> five months a year, we're going to fucking battle over this. So let's head over to the video Dropbox and we'll see what we're watching next week. Okay, we're back in the video Dropbox, and I'm pretty excited that we are going to do this movie. And we're doing it because there is a remake that's currently out. So you may have guessed we're going to be doing the 1992, I guess this is a slasher also, Candyman. Oh, yeah. We've been, we've been saving this one for a while, actually, right? Yeah, we brought it up a few times over the past, like, at least over the past year or two, honestly. And uh, I think now is an appropriate time. I'm glad we saved it. It's it seems yeah. right with the new one coming out. Tony Todd's the fucking man. So you know. Like, oh yeah. Let's give him some respect. Well, Put some respect I'll on his name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Candyman, motherfucker. I think oh, it's Birdman. My bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's out. Yeah, it's it's, it's available. To yeah, go I, see. I know. I think people. Yeah, I think people are already going to see it. Um, we're, you know, spoiler alert, we're all fans of the original series. We like the, at least the first one is fucking amazing. A legitimate horror classic. Uh, there's a lot to the movie. There's a lot of information on the movie. It's all out there. It's very interesting where it came from, how it got made. I'm, I'm pretty pumped. Xander Berkeley. God damn it. <laughs> let's, name. uh, well, let's hit the, uh, let's hit the trailer. Cause I know this one definitely has one. Have you ever heard of Candyman? And if you look in the mirror and you say his name five times. In cities everywhere. Candyman? They whisper his name. Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a ghost story. Candyman. <laughs> An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked, mutilated, and burned to death. Poor Candyman. <laughs> Helen, a woman died in there. Leave it. Everyone knows he isn't real. That's modern oral folklore. 
everyone except Helen Lyle. Where did I? It ain't safe around here. I don't scare too easy. Don't know about Ruthie Jean. They ain't never gonna catch him. Who? Candyman. Who is that? I came for you. Do I know you? Now she is about to discover. Helen? Get out! Get out! What's behind the mystery? I'm sick. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed! And most terrifying of all, come with me. What's behind the mirror? He's here. Candyman, you don't have to believe. Just beware. Okay, so Candyman, anytime a fucking Clive Barker story gets made into a movie, it's generally good. One day we'll do Lord of Illusions on here, which is fucking my favorite. I love that shit. <laughs> I'm going to get you to do really? that movie one day. Wait, you want to do, what'd you say? I want to do Night Beast. Night Beast? Yeah. Or Night Breed? Oh, yeah, Night Breed. Sorry, it's late. <laughs> I want to do Night Breed. We got to do Night Breed sometime. Hey, man, I'm down to do it. You got a little, uh, you got a little, like, what was his name? Mac Tonight action in that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, Moon Man. Yeah, Candyman definitely does not have that uh, serious movie. It's it's not a comedy in any sort of way. There's nothing funny about this movie. Well, we may find some things funny about this I movie. I promise so you I will find something funny about <laughs> yeah. Candyman. Don't even yeah. fucking I guarantee, we'll, I guarantee we're going to be laughing through half that thing yeah. because it's just fucking <laughs> so ridiculous how fucking horrific that movie actually is. Oh, yeah. And just everything about it is fucking insane. I am so pumped to do gonna, this one. We're going to send our boy on the streets. Bassini's going to go to the, the theaters and... and and risk dealing with the peoples to see the new one for us. So he's going to report Yeah, hopefully back. he's yeah. going to be able to go. I, Unfortunately, we can't I, send I, them to Cabrini Green, but, you know. <laughs> I uh, I really, and it's, I do like Jordan Peele a lot, and it's his production company. So I I, I hope that is a, a redeeming quality of it. I hope, I hope it's he's, good. Uh, in my eyes, man, he's got some very large shoes to fill with this movie. And yeah. uh, I wish oh, him well. Yeah. I hope it's good, but I... Yeah. I don't have high hopes, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know what? It's one of those things where you got to treat it as a separate entity. Yeah. You so, know? Like Tony's yeah, in it, though. Like the, That's hard for me, man. Well, you know, like the Evil Dead fucking remake. You got to treat it as like a separate thing to enjoy it. Yeah. You know, like it's never going to stack up against the original, but it's still a great movie. You know, great. you got to you got to give everything a shot. I'm I over wish fucking that this would be hating on shit. If this is half as good as the Evil Dead remake from 2013. Is that, I think, was that the year it was? I don't care. Whatever the fuck year that 12. remake was. 2012. Then, then I'll be very happy with uh, with the new Candyman then. Dude, if the new Candyman is half as good as 555, I'll be <laughs> fucking perfectly content. <laughs> but hopefully we can get Anthony out there. Hopefully he goes and sees it. If he doesn't, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. We got the original, baby. That's right. Right? <laughs> I'm sure that'll fill up the time fucking plenty. Okay, so I think that's just, uh, that's about it. Right, we're yes, we're sir. closing in on the end of summer. Uh, most of you are probably going back to school at this point. It's gonna start getting colder out. We're gonna be in September soon. 
we may start hitting up those Halloween movies, baby, Almost right? Time. It's time to get into the spooky Grizz season. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to peak too soon with the spooky stuff. I've been trying to like live that uh, motto in my life. I'm not watching any of the Halloween specials yet as much as I want to. I'm waiting for a little bit of the more of the fall atmosphere to fall uh, to, to come into my life because last year, dude, by this time I was already watching like all the fucking tree houses of horrors and stuff. By the time October came, I had nothing, nothing spooky to watch anymore. Yeah, so, yeah he, he, kept pace watching, he kept on watching Casper, you know. Put yeah, dude, which, don't get me wrong, I, I, I love that fucking movie, so... <laughs> <laughs> Anthony's drinking his pumpkin spice lattes already, already? right? You're, it's Am not I? season. <laughs> I don't know. You're the coffee guy, not me, man. Yeah. I, I can't drink coffee. It gives me diarrhea. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to start hitting up those fucking classics. I mean, we're going to really dig deep this year. Try to bring you some stuff that maybe you haven't seen before. Maybe some things that you haven't seen in a very long time. It's gonna be a good mix, I feel like, right? We're it's gonna we're gonna really pump out some mix. good shit this season. It's gonna be in hard to beat Ernest Scary Stupid last year, but uh, I think we could find something equally as fun. Oh, dude, oh, yeah. I, I have something. I have something that we didn't do last year that I can't wait to do this year. Awesome. Is it Casper? We're gonna. We're gonna <laughs> no. You can catch Casper we will not on be Patreon. Doing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know what, Anthony? Is it, we'll is set it you the up with the commercial. Is it the pizza oh, commercial God, for Casper? Yes. With the little Gotta hand puppet. puppet. <laughs> get the puppet that my, 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 my chubby but, hand's going to get in. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> But but we we're gonna we're gonna give you a stacked Halloween season this year. A little bit of everything. A little bit of shot on video. A little bit of bullshit. A little bit of a fucking. Bit. A little uh, bit. A little bit of fucking maybe TV specials, right? Yeah, some shit that like that. Into, I think for sure. Some some tales from the crypt, maybe motherfucker. We'll see. Probably. Well, I, when I say we'll see, that means definitely. Yeah. So, <laughs> Anthony, where could they find you on the internet? Uh, a Bassini on Instagram and Grizz where can I find you you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler and you can find me at Bad Taste Video and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com please subscribe to our feed give us five stars leave us a positive review um, go to Patreon sign up give us money we'll probably do something on there at some point but you know Help us pay the bills here. I just moved. Uh, I got to pay the electric or else none of this shit is going to happen. <laughs> so I want to say thank you for listening. Go visit all our friends. Uh, fucking Ernest Keg Stand over at Laser Graves. Tapehead Massacre. <laughs> fucking, I mean, dude, there's, there's tons of shit out there. I want to fucking say congratulations. Kumite Wrestling, baby, over, over the pond. They had their first show. Went great. Big Joe, their fucking champion fucking there you go dude that's it big joe baby all right we will see you next week with candy man